2: that's fair that's fine i mean we can talk about all that stuff let's talk about it okay <clears throat> what are we going now are we starting
3: i thought you were doing your little warm-up thing <laughs>
2: <laughs> what do you mean what's the warm-up thing is that a right before
3: right right when we like when i say oh that's something we can talk about you like pause for a second and you go <sighs>
1: Welcome it's just to the kind crunch, of a way to,
3: which makes to me re- which which makes it really hard for me to edit because you breathe and go. You go, OK, welcome to the well, crunch. Why don't, and I don't, well, why don't where you to tell cut me it. That?
2: Why don't you tell me that so that way I can make it more clean? OK, <laughs> welcome to the crunch. Boy, <laughs> welcome, to the crunch. Boy, <laughs> welcome to the crunch. It is your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. That and that's what you would call the cleanest intro that you've ever heard. That was a good job. That was a really life. good
3: job. It's going to be Thank really you. good to edit. It's It was it was at a good volume. Sometimes mm-hmm. I have to crank your volume. Sometimes
2: I'm too to loud. You. I listened. Uh, well, I didn't listen. I was driving with my team back. We had our team offsite in St. Louis this week, and they listened to the podcast on the way, and they're like, Ethan, is this fine if we listen? I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, whatever. And I took <laughs> notes, and I just noticed that I was much louder than you, and so I'm kind of I'm sitting back from the microphone a little bit so to so as to not overpower my friend, Patrick, if that's okay. Oh, I I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, anything for the for you.
3: you I mean, sometimes sometimes I have to crank your volume towards the end of the episode. Because I
2: what will happen is I drift further and further away from the microphone because (laughs) I get more and more tired and worn out. And then I'm like laying down and still trying to podcast and I like lean up every time I want to say something and then I just kind of drift away again. <laughs> I think I think normalization is what fixes that. I think that's what I need to do. I think that's what the, Yeah, I think that is the thing because it should make your track and my track the same the same volume level. Yeah, um, but that's is that what the people care about <laughs> is are the, the people the people have to care about the finer points of podcast editing. I know or else they wouldn't listen or else they us. wouldn't
3: listen to our podcast.
2: <laughs> exactly. Um, but I do have to say, I am, I'm home now. Uh, Welcome are you home. still at school? I am still at school. I finished my, leave?
3: I finished my last assignment 12 hours ago and turned it in via blackboard. It was an essay on Don Quixote, Don um, Quixote, which is not where I thought my theology education was taking me, but here we are. <laughs> um, <laughs> it never is. I, I wrote, I wrote an essay on, on Don Quixote as the postmodern hero. And that was the last thing mm. I ever did for college. um, I took oh, my last done. exam Yeah, I took my last exam on Wednesday uh, And I, I <laughs> It was supposed to be on Tuesday I, um, I woke up mm-hmm. th- That morning And mm-hmm. I uh, stepped on my glasses And shattered them They're dead oh, They're I haven't no. had glasses for days oh, um, I gotcha. shattered my glasses and well, Wait
2: why were your glasses on the floor buddy? I, I, I don't have a bedside table and so you just put things on the floor near your feet where they walk?
3: No, I <laughs> No, I put them on the floor near my head where my feet usually aren't, and somehow my feet uh, walk. Somehow. Up. Somehow my feet got where my head is. I'm
2: trying to figure it out, but somehow Have you ever woken up on the wrong side of the bed? And by no. that I
3: mean like you woke up where your feet usually are, because that happened to me once. It was terrifying.
2: I've never I've never horizontally flipped in my bed. I've always stayed. <laughs> stayed the same orientation Uh, that's um that's that's just normal for me but but yeah so i
3: i broke my glasses and then Mm -hmm. i was like all right that's fine um (laughs) let's see if i can drive and so i hopped in my car and i could Mm -hmm. turns out Mm -hmm. um because i'm nearsighted so i can't see things that are far away very well
1: and uh, good for driving.
3: Good for driving. But I can I can see big things, and luckily cars fall under that purview. So, uh-huh. um, I can I can see and drive. But uh, I got I went up to the cafeteria. I was eating breakfast, and I saw a friend mm-hmm. of mine. I was preparing for my. <laughs> I well I, I sort of saw him, and then I got closer, <laughs> and he came into view. Then uh-huh. I saw him, um, yeah. and he was like, "Where were you?" And I was like, "Oh no, that's my least favorite question." <laughs> Apparently, mm-hmm. I thought my exam was at two thirty. It was at ten thirty. Which oh, no. coincidentally is the same time that I stepped on my glasses. So I stepped on my yeah. glasses and missed my exam at the exact same time. <laughs> yeah, and so I had to retake it on Wednesday. The professor was very grateful, um, mm-hmm. or not retake it. I guess grateful. Taken. Yeah, he was gracious. Gracious. What did I say? Grateful. Oh, the no. professor was so thankful that I broke my glasses and <laughs> took the test late. Uh, uh, yeah so he, he was very gracious and he let me he let me take the test by myself. And he was like i'm going to go now and he he walked out of the room and like was just went to do some work in his office and i was like well now it's time to crank some tunes and so i cranked some tunes finished my
2: did you actually i did wow
3: yeah I cranked some tunes i finished the finished the test and i handed it in and that was my last exam it was my final
2: exam so to speak mm-hmm. indeed so you're you're a graduate of the franciscan university of steubenville now pretty right? much yeah when do you get your degree? Like do you did you walk? Is there like a walking sort of ceremony?
3: So they do something like walking. Um Okay. No, they do have a normal graduation ceremony, but I will yeah. not be in attendance because mm. I'm gonna be starting first of all, because I'm gonna be starting a job next Whoa,
1: semester. so like boys. What'd
3: you
2: say? Employed boys. Employed
3: boys. This is the Employed Boys podcast. It is um I'm not gonna talk about where it is yet, but uh-huh. uh i I thought i thought it'd be i thought it'd be like weird for me to just like go i think it would feel weird not that it would be weird but it'd feel weird to just be like at work for five months and then be like all right i'm gonna go put on a dress now and walk across a stage in front of all my friends and some of my family and also two of my really good friends shout out katie and eric are getting married on the day i graduate so i'm
2: like Mm -hmm. you know what i'm going to that i'm going to that wedding yeah yeah that's fair cool good job congratulations thank you. you uh i'm home i got home on thursday wednesday the team dropped me off in kansas city before they went back to tulsa which was very nice of them um and it's been very lonely i because ryan's still in school alex isn't at home yet and my mom and dad work so i just have the whole house to myself um and it's great i guess like,
3: okay. That's why you texted me. You're like, I have literally 8am to 5pm.
2: Yeah. It's <laughs> like, I have all day to do anything because there's nobody here. And on one hand it's, it's nice because it's really easy to just pray or listen to a podcast or do work for, you know, focus or whatever. But also I'm, i I'm realizing today in day two of being home alone, um, home alone too, still, still home, <laughs> uh, in day two of this, I'm realizing how much I need people around me. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't know how much I relied on that over the past four months, because when you're when you're a focus missionary, all you do is, is be with people. And then when you're not with people, um, it's just it's just kind of a it's temporary, <laughs> it's a temporary thing. But now it's like eight hours and I have no one to call. And I'm like. Because everyone's at school still, like all even (laughs) on my friends, I'm just like drumming, drumming my fingers, like doing the dishes, uh, vacuuming, just trying to find something to to do. I'm gonna read a lot, which is good. It'll be better when Alex gets home because I'll have someone to get into trouble with. But
3: (laughs) someone, uh, someone to someone to put pizza boxes on my head with, and exactly, yeah.
2: And so (laughs) I've just been kind of, just been kind of. I don't. I don't know. I think I struggle a lot with finding affirmation in others. So that's something I've been praying through. Um sorry, what? <laughs> what sorry? What what <laughs> what'd you say? <laughs> what'd you say? <laughs> I didn't say anything. Opening sorry. up with a podcast?
3: This is not yeah. allowed. This is not allowed. Hey. <laughs> yeah, not allowed. Uh um, yeah, yeah. I I'm I'm kinda what? having the opposite problem where I'm really looking around I, I have nothing to do, right? And I'm look not not that I have nothing to do, but I'm mm-hmm. free finally i i feel like this sigh of relief you know i have mm-hmm. i've had so much going on this semester i never want to be this busy again you know it, we mm-hmm. always talk about how busyness isn't a just wait too. till you have kids am i right oh, just, oh you're uh, just kidding wink, kid. wink. actually yeah, i was i was thinking about that i don't know if i i don't know if i said this on the podcast but i was thinking about everything that i had to do and i was like you know if i just sat down in mm-hmm. protest and just said no what would what would happen i would probably get in trouble with res life Mm-hmm. I would fail some parts of my classes, not all of them. I would get fired from Bob Evans. Um, <laughs> Phoebe would be Tried like, where be. are you? Um, But nothing bad would happen, like significantly bad would happen if I just stopped doing things. Once you have kids... That mm-hmm. all changes. That if you, change. if you, you, says you cannot sit down and stop doing things; otherwise, people will die, and you'll get arrested. <laughs> like that's what happens.
2: <laughs> oh man, I never really thought about it in those terms before. <laughs> <laughs> we huh, have. The I freedom. guess that's we what responsibility say, is. All
3: about. Yeah, because like school is not actually responsibility. A, <laughs> a minimum wage job waiting tables is not actually responsibility Mm -hmm. because if i if i like if i like accidentally spent all my money tomorrow i'd be like hey mom i'm hungry and she'd be like all right here's some money but you you can't do that when you have like a family to take care of and you're 48 years old you know so yeah
2: life hey son i ran out of money do you got anything
3: actually some people do that
2: but (laughs) yeah dad you're the one that feeds me oh oh sorry yeah whoops (laughs) my my job at bob evans drove me to the edge so here we are (laughs)
3: I became addicted to biscuits and gravy. I know. I just can't get enough. Uh, where was I? Oh yeah. And so I'm looking around in my room, realizing that, oh, I graduated. I'm not going to live here next semester. Mm-hmm. All of this stuff I need to put in boxes and move to mm-hmm. a place. Oh no. And so and I'm I have two days to do that. So that's what I need to do today. And that's why you slept until
2: ten, so that you could get a jump start on it.
3: I didn't sleep until 10. Listen, I woke up at seven to take (laughs) a friend to the airport. And then Uh I went back home and took a nap and then overslept and missed the
2: 11 actually. Cause yeah,
3: I didn't want to point out that it's later here. Uh,
2: Sorry. I hate to, to be that guy, but also, uh, I kind of want to be that guy so
3: I almost had but, I almost had to uh Teresa text me this morning mm-hmm. she asked me for a ride to the train station at uh um 5 15 sorry she needed to be there at five fifteen. I would have had to wake up at 4 a.m and drive her to the train oh. station
2: oh my and
3: uh all because she has some little like fantasy about riding on trains and like <sighs> being old timey and I'm like listen I'm not gonna lose sleep over your aesthetic all right this is ridiculous
2: Stop making fun of Teresa. This is a ter- pro Teresa podcast. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Shout out all my all my Steubenville ladies. That's all. That's all I have to say. <laughs> oof. oof. <laughs> we need to do another live show. Three words. Another, oof. Another live show.
3: Oof. We're, we're having another live show. It's Seek 2019. Oh, crazy. That's uh, a good can, segue. We tell,
1: can we
2: say what time that's going to be at? Yes. Do you know what time it's going to be at? January the 6th during the lunch break, I think, is all you need to know. Yes. January so, 6th during the lunch break. Mark it off. Mark off your, your calendars. It's the third day of the conference, so you should know where the podcast booth is by that point. Yeah. Uh, mark but off we your do We don't. We have no idea about anything, but we'll be there and we'll be recording and it'll be great.
3: And it's great because like you can go eat your lunch with your friends and be done eating lunch and then be like, you know what? I'm in the mood for some high quality live entertainment from two of my favorite. Or just bring your lunch to the podcast. To or just bring your lunch to the podcast. Show. Although, unfortunately, we might have to tax you and take some of your lunch.
2: We don't have, I don't know if they feed us. So, I mean, I get fed, but wait. Anyway, do you get fed? I don't. No, we both get fed. All hey. right. Uh, topic. <laughs> <laughs> no more, no more bandying about. I'm ready to get into it. <laughs> We're 20 minutes deep. Let's do this. We're 20. Are we actually?
3: Oh, I mean, I don't know. We started recording before we started the episode. I never know
2: when. Who knows? Who knows what time it is? So, I think this is something that we've talked about before, um, kind of in the, in the break times when, when you transition home and things are just different. Um, and it brings up a lot of questions and thoughts that you don't necessarily have when you're in your daily routine, either at school or if you like me, I work in Oklahoma and then I come home because my students are on break. So I'm on break, but I'm not really on break. I still have work to do anyway. Um, so I, I'm home and things are just, is it's just a lot different here than it is there because my parents have furniture and central heating and <laughs> food. Wait, do you and, not have those things? I, well, if you saw my house <laughs> in Tulsa, you'd be concerned about whether or not I actually live there because we bought at the beginning of the year, we went all in on couches and we just filled our back room with couches and we can fit like 20 to 25 people back there, but we have no furniture in the rest of the house. And so it's like uh, a dining room with no dining table, a front room with no anything, a kitchen table and <laughs> and then just like bedroom furniture. So there's really it's just couches in one room and then nothing anywhere else. It's a very college house. It really is. Um so it's it's a harsh transition and I was praying this morning um with John 17, I don't remember the exact verse I'm gonna look it up. That's a pretty you big know, chapter. Like, you better figure it out. I know it's well. It's so good. It's Jesus's prayer to the Father. And if you need something to pray with, just pray with John 14 through John 17, which is a lot, but it'll keep you going for like three weeks. Um, if you need something to pray
3: with, just pray with the whole Gospel of John. I know it's yeah, daunting, seriously. but you have to do yeah. it. The whole thing, you all at once.
2: So there's this. It's John 17:16, and and Jesus is praying to the Father, and he's saying all these things. He's asking the Father to be with them and to give them glory. Um, into, um, you know, he's sending them as the father sent him and all these things. Right. And then in, in chapter, chapter 17, verse 16, he says, they do not belong to the world any more than I belong to the world. And I got stuck on that. Right. Jesus saying they as in us do not belong to the world any more than I do not belong to the world. And that got me thinking about a lot of stuff, right? Because In a way, coming home is kind of like, quote, coming back into the world, unquote. And it's true because college is not the real world. It's not. But also, I kind of lived a very, I live a very stripped down version of the American life in a lot of senses, right? Like, I don't have a girlfriend. I don't have cable. I don't have... (laughs) fruit or vegetables the two, in the, two the
3: two important aspects of american <laughs> life girlfriends and
2: cable no but it's i mean yeah uh, well you know yes um, <laughs> so my my point being is that i come home i don't watch sports very regularly unless it's tulsa sports and then i come home Rain and came. it's like the football game and then it's um you know, we got to have the, the news on and then the news is on every morning. And I'm like, what's this, what's, who's Al Roker. And I'm, (laughs) I'm trying to wade through the balance of like being home and being with my family. Um, and then also like trying not to be quote of the world, you know, without Mm -hmm. like dissing on everything my family does, because I think that it's fine. Right. It's just different. And so where and I think a lot of college students struggle with that. Uh, especially college students who are striving um at school and then they get home and everything's just like it's just wham, right in your face, and then you you don't know what to do. I mean what that's what thought? happens
3: every time you transition. Right. Right. And like I'm actually probably not the person to talk to about <laughs> transitions. Cause like yeah.
2: I've been you doing one right now and you slept until eleven.
3: <laughs> Listen. Um <laughs> actually you know, honestly I, I guess i guess i do have something to say about transitions because i went from school to home to texas mm-hmm. to school again you know and and this uh people keep people keep asking me for my mailing address for the summer or for not the summer for the winter break and uh-huh. i'm like uh it just depends on what week honestly because <laughs> like i'm gonna be i'm here then texas then home then seek then home and it's like i don't i don't really know where <laughs> i'm gonna be Um. And I'm really bad at transitions. I think Mm. it's just because I don't brace myself for them, you know? And I like, I like let them knock me off balance because there is a learning curve, right? God's not, God's not going to get mad. Like you didn't maintain your exact prayer routine because you traveled all day and you were tired and Mm -hmm. like you, you forgot to pray. I'm so upset with you. You've sinned against me. That's not really how God rolls, but there is this level of like, all right, Pat, um, you travel a lot you know you're going to be tired don't Mm -hmm. plan on praying after you get home after a plane ride (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) my son
2: smart yeah (laughs) be
3: smarter (laughs) um but i guess that's
2: not what you're talking about you're talking about like being in a completely different environment right and it's well well that i mean that's that's important too i think for me i've i haven't perfected the art of the transition i've just gotten so worn down by life that nothing phases me anymore. So it's just, oh. <laughs> and so it like, I got old bones. I got old bones and I've, <laughs> I have rickets. And so when I'm at school or when I'm at Tulsa, everything's just whiz bang, one thing after another, like just really difficult to, to continue on with prayer and everything. And then you get home and you're like, oh wow, no one's yelling at me. I'm not getting a billion texts. I'm not like getting phone calls. I'm not like having to plan Bible studies. It's actually like a lot easier to go and pray, you know? Um, so it's, yeah, that's, that's just one element for me. But what I'm kind of talking about is, um, avoiding this. I have this temptation to, to spiritual pride and to just pride in general of thinking that like my way of life is better than than other people's way of life Mm. and looking down on people who enjoy football or look forward to sports. And then I start to think like, well, well, that's, that's not good. Why on earth would, would anybody look to that? And so I'm trying to like, this is what I'm trying to figure out with you is like, how do I be with these people and love these people who are, you know, here in in Kansas city who are my friends and my family, um, who, who who live radically differently than I do and then live not in their world, but not in a way that like makes them say, Ooh, he thinks he's better than us. Okay. Cause when I'm at Tulsa, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, when I'm at Tulsa, it's really easy to like be in their world, but then call them to something higher. Right. Because I, I have a similar schedule to them. We're in a similar place, right? Everyone's kind of buckled down on school Right. It's really easy to just enter into that and like, say, hey, come out of studying for a little bit. Let's talk about the Bible. Right. Because no one's really like watching TV or, you know, focused on, quote unquote, the world because college isn't really real. Right. Yeah. And so that's it's a lot easier for me to live that without kind of being judgmental or looking down on them. But then you get here out into the burbs. And all of a sudden, like that temptation comes back. And I'm like, it's day two and I'm struggling. So I don't I'm come I come to you for help, Patrick.
3: Mm, Okay. I I think I kind of see the dilemma. So Mm. evangelization is calling yourself and other people out of the world into the deeper reality of Christ. However, it's easier to pull people out of the fake world of college because everybody's kind of aware that it's not real. Exactly. But it's harder to pull people out of the real world, quote unquote. Well, yeah, because mm-hmm. also college students have already are, have already been like transplanted and like mm-hmm, transitioned, mm-hmm. and they've
2: like, already given up an element of the real world.
3: Yeah, they they they've like they've they've gone through this weird thing. However old they are, whether they're like two years in or three years in, where like they had a life and then they had to give it up and go somewhere else. So people mm-hmm. who who do that are not people who have done that are not like, oh, this is weird. I have to give up this life too. They know it's it's also temporary, right? But like. Uh-huh. Calling yourself out of, I mean, imagine, imagine you were, you were like just chilling in the suburbs for, for 20 years. I mean, like you develop habits and like, you're just like, Uh this is, Uh this is normal. And so some, I'm assuming most of these habits are not sinful, you know? So it's Mm -hmm. like, right. But you still have to be called out of these habits to like, look at the world with eternal eyes. Mm -hmm. And it's harder to do that when. You're with people who have different schedules than you and mm-hmm. have um and are more used to their schedule. Right. So yes, evangelization is easier at college. Do it while you can. No, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Become a focus mission. Uh and that to me, this the verse, this the seventeen, sixteen verse begs the question of like him saying, Jesus saying, They are they do not earn what is it? I can't remember what it was. Stupid Ethan not memorizing scripture they do not belong to the world any more than I belong to the world. So then it asks, it makes me beg the question of like, if Jesus was living in this house and he had the whole day to himself, like what would he be doing? Right? Like how would he engage with this world? Um, And the first thought I had was he would go over to the neighbor's house and like say hi and see how they were doing. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, well, I can't do that and then i was like well why wait why can't i do that and then kind of all of these these things of uh, another thing i've been praying with was the is in 1st corinthians when uh, paul talks about like the foolishness of god is superior to the wisdom of the world um and that's been another thing too It's like if we're going to be in this world then we're going to we have to understand that the world's going to hate us and that things that we do are not going to make any sense and we kind of run that risk in a way mm mm-hmm. So, like, why can't I go over to my neighbor's house, bake them a plate of cookies? I've got nothing to do. And, like, go... Because they just moved here and just say, hey, here's some cookies. Yeah, you should do that. I should. But I, but will I? <laughs>
3: <laughs> now that you've you know? said it on the podcast, you have to. Wait, Ethan, they just moved here? Yeah. That's a reason. I know. That's an open door. It's... Love is an open door!
2: door. I'm cutting this part out of the
3: podcast. No, I'm just That's fine.
2: <laughs> hey! Thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this.
3: No, like I think I think the reason why you wouldn't do that, right, is like, okay, why on earth would I just go? Like, you don't want you don't want them to feel like you're just knocking on their door because you want to evangelize, like,
2: just some door to door
3: Jesus salesman. You,
2: you know? don't want to bother them, you know. You don't want to, and like
3: that's fair. I mean, yeah. it's but it, it's like you don't want to impose, right? But.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm
3: what do you do when you go jesus probably would have made them some cookies and brought them with him you know cuz right. like right that that i've here i brought you some cookies so like oh you don't want to hear the gospel oh okay, great, here's some cookies you know mm-hmm. cuz mm-hmm. it's people might not want what you have to offer them it's like if you if you go over to their house just by yourself Right. Just ask them how you're doing. Like, what are you bringing? You're just bringing yourself. Like that, seem, that seems like kind of self-imposing, right? But yeah. if, you're, if you bring the plate of cookies, mm-hmm. now there's a buffer. You're just yeah. knocking on their door and you're saying, all right, hey, I brought this plate of cookies because you're new and I wanted to <laughs> say hi and welcome you to the neighborhood.
2: That's and why now- Jesus killed people is because he needed a buffer. He needed a buffer. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but I that's mean, exactly way, what it was. In yeah. a way, it's like Jesus came and they rejected him. And he's like, but looky here. I can hand. heal people. I can heal you. And then everyone's like, wait a minute, this guy. And then they started actually like listening to what he had to say. Yeah. And. Uh, gosh, because it showed that he wasn't just being selfish mm-hmm.
3: because mm-hmm. people, people who. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because when when people start preaching, it's like, OK, what's your angle? Mm-hmm. Like, are you just trying to prove that you're right? Am I just or another you're, notch you're in your Bible? Me, you know, or, like, yeah. why do you want me to convert to your religion so bad? It's like, no, mm-hmm. it's not even a. If if you bring a plate of cookies, it's not about that. It's just I wanted to welcome you to the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Here's here's some cookies, and yeah. then literally they can take the cookies, and then they can just say, you know what, I don't want to talk to you, and close the door, and no one feels no bad. No one will know. Nope, no one no. will know. They'll eat the cookies, and they're they're just gonna feel so good because that that it's a it's an act of love is what it is. And also, if you if you mention it's because that you it's because you wanted to welcome them to the neighborhood, it's like they're they're going through a transition too. You know, mm-hmm. they're living in a new place. I don't know if they move from down the road or from across the country. Those are the only two options. But um, <laughs> either way, they're still transitioning. They're moving in, probably. You know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. you had nothing to do you're like oh you see a bunch of body. like hey do you guys want help with those boxes you know
2: mm-hmm. stuff like that that's yeah and you, that's you, you got to make cookies right i think i do yeah
3: and also being a focused missionary it it just uh being a missionary in general opens up conversation because when people ask you what do you do and you say what i'm a missionary you? they want to hear about
2: yeah. it mm-hmm. yeah it yeah i i <laughs> And so this, this is where I kind of run into some, some trouble, right. Is because Mm -hmm. I
3: don't 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 make cookies.
2: Well, (laughs) I make pretty good cookies. Um,
3: It made me some cookies.
2: I don't want to put, so you got to understand, right. Is that me being 22 years old and living at my parents' house for a couple weeks, um, And then like doing these things. Right. I don't want to place this like pressure on my parents. Right. And that's this is where I kind of like run into this this wall of living how I think Jesus is calling me to live. um, But in a way that's maybe more radical than it needs to be as like kind of a response to like coming home and like trying to prove myself like prove to my parents like oh i'm i'm actually a real missionary you know like it seems
3: I'm, like you're taking too much too many hypothetical opinions into consideration
2: i think i am yeah i mean can you just tell me that i'm being dumb i think you're just being dumb okay thank i you.
3: think you don't really need to worry about what your parents think also i think your parents love you pretty i sure. know they do I've i m- have i've do. met them a couple times they seem pretty keen on you um <laughs> yeah and also, they don't have to know about this. They're not home. But also, we're talking about it on the podcast, so and they, they listen. Um, but yeah. like, yeah, you you can you can do things as secret as possible, right? But all, like that—that mm-hmm. that is what we're called to do. Mm-hmm. But also, we're supposed to let our light shine before men, so that they will see the good that we do and give glory mm-hmm. to God, right? Mm-hmm. So there's this, um, oh, what's it called—the the the, the the both end of Catholic Catholicism. Yeah, you got it. It's right there
2: mm-hmm it's actually called a paradox i learned that it's the a, entire christian life is a paradox it's true a lose paradox. my life so that i might save it what uh,
3: huh that doesn't make any sense that doesn't make any
2: sense jesus yeah mm. this is all very good stuff to to think about and reflect on i think especially for me or, or anybody who's who's home or in any state of life, it's how can we be foolish um, for Jesus? Another example is like I was, I was at, I was in St. Louis for our offsite. We went to the Cathedral Basilica, Basilica Cathedral. It was very big and very gold. And <laughs> uh, I was, we were praying in the Adoration Chapel before Mass, and there was this woman who came in, and she was using a cane or something, and um, she sat down, and she was crying and i thought to myself like man i should go over and pray with her and then <laughs> and then i didn't obviously and that was not obvious to me i had higher hopes for you i know me too <laughs> and i haven't been able to stop thinking about it like i did i mean she seemed fine she went to mass like she wasn't still crying or anything ethan it's the bike thing it's it is the bike it's thing it's the bike thing over and over <laughs> again yeah i mean i talk about
3: this all the time and i talk about it because i want to re- re- reiterate, reiterate it in myself
2: reiterate. yeah
3: is that we have that like that Holy Spirit tug, mm-hmm. you know?
2: And it makes your hands all clammy. It
3: makes your hands all clammy and your armpits all sweaty and
2: <laughs> Yeah. Like, yeah, I gotta <laughs> do that. Thing. You're like, you're like you're like, oh I I it's
3: it's like an idea that just comes to you that's like that's, it's a, but
2: it's always a stupid idea. <laughs> it's always a stupid idea. And Ethan's like <laughs> it's like, Ethan's, a like stupid idea. Ethan's like, I've never Holy
3: made Spirit. cookies for anybody. Why on earth I know. would I, I it, bring let
2: alone two random people that just moved in, no idea who they are. I do, I don't live here full time like but if it just doesn't make any sense. If we what? don't follow the tug, mm. we
3: lose the sensitivity to it. The uh, tug, if you if you if you sharpen the uh-huh. sense of like the holy spirit moving you to do things, mm. you can you can do incredible things. That's, That's how it? Philip was able to teleport to Jerusalem.
2: Oh, dang it. <laughs>
3: That I mean, that's how that's how Saints are able to levitate and fly because they're so good at letting the Holy Spirit tug them. The Holy Holy Spirit Spirit just tugs them up, lift them up off the ground, lift them up. Yeah. And like what you were saying earlier on Twitter about like the tug to prayer. Yeah. Like don't don't ghost God. That was such a good line. Because like we we feel the tug towards him, and we're like ah i'm not gonna do that right now i'll pray later mm-hmm. like i can i can just pray later i have all the time in the world today i can i, I can later. make cookies for people
2: when i have my own house like i don't need to do it yeah no. when when there's no when there's no uh
3: yeah i can i'll make cookies for people when i feel completely safe in the social situation <laughs> like if <laughs> i'm not, i will i will open no my risk. heart I'll up <laughs> i will open my heart up to whoever i please as long as i don't have to be vulnerable you know that's a real paradox that's, that's a real true. that's a real contradiction you know yeah, it's yeah. like you can't you can't you can't both evangelize and not be vulnerable you know i hate this stupid podcast it, <laughs> i'm I mean, so mad i was thinking i was thinking about i was thinking about youth ministry the other day and how like how close mm-hmm. i am to actually diving into that world that of world bringing mm-hmm. bringing trying to make kids love jesus and it's like i was reading a book on it and i was like oh wow uh this is actually going to be hard mm-hmm. at times, mm-hmm. you know, this is actually going to be something that challenges me and it's not something that I can do on my own. And I'm actually going to have to let myself watch kids walk away from the gospel and like beg them to come back or like, and what? What? how How am I supposed to like get them to stay? You know, like there's, there's going to be a lot of, there's going to be a lot of personal stock. I mean, you put, you put stock in people, sort of like you 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 see them and you bring them to stuff and you're like I have a hope that you will continue to grow in the church and when they don't or if they do or if they don't you're kind of like betting your personal feelings on that person like if if they walk away you're going to be devastated that's opening yourself up to vulnerability and like that's just a part of evangelization you emotionally invest in the people you evangelize and that's just how it works. Mm-hmm. And we can't we can't just say like oh I I don't I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I, we, I we can't just say like I want I want the evangelization without the emotional investment. Um that's Ooh. called sales. Yeah. <laughs> and you could be a salesman just <laughs> yeah. not of the gospel <laughs> unless you're selling bibles.
2: I'm just kidding. Um that that rings so true. It's cuz it's really funny like looking back on this semester and at all the Bible studies I've led and all the guys that I've met and everything. And it's like, I think about them every day and I doubt that all of them think about me, but it's like, I am emotionally invested in their lives and I'm praying for them and like texting them and being like, Hey, how's it going? Like, what's, how are you, are you praying? Like, are you okay? And, um, because I, I deeply desire I've like been vulnerable with them, you yeah. know? And I, I have this attachment to them. And for whatever reason, I don't, well, maybe this is self-explanatory, but it's, it's really easy to do with a group of guys, um, that willingly come to your Bible study, right. That, that show that they're open to receiving something from you. Um, but it's so much harder with just your everyday person, right. And that's, that's again, where we have to conform ourselves more closely to Jesus because he didn't just confine his vulnerability to the 12 or the three. Or the one, or the seventy-two.
3: He um, set himself up to the one hundred and forty-four thousand of Israel, right? And like when he,
2: yeah, when he was when he was crucified, he was in the most vulnerable position. I mean, he was completely naked, didn't didn't have use of his arms or his legs, um, broken, beaten, and just put himself out there, right, it, for the whole world to see, and yeah. for the whole world to to mock right he put his whole heart there and it's
3: we got to got to got to go hold heart
2: Mm -hmm. is that a song reference i think so yeah it's a song reference great thanks for undermining my my point (laughs) uh no actually i i mean i it's fine um and we seem to think that like we can only have that with like a small group of people. Yeah. Right. Or we only should have that. Like we shouldn't, you shouldn't be vulnerable with everybody. You know, it's like, and that we use that kind of as a, as a way to avoid um, meeting people, right. And encountering people. Yeah. Because I mean, it's,
3: it's like, it's true. You shouldn't, you shouldn't show everybody everything. Mm-hmm, definitely. In the sense That you should wear clothes. Right. But... Like,
2: <laughs> and, and to that point, like Jesus was transfigured only to the three. Yeah. So yeah. obviously, yes, there you is should. there is an element of of that, but Jesus was Jesus and nobody had any questions about who Jesus was or why he was there. I mean except the apostles because they were kind of dumb, but
3: <laughs> when you were talking about thinking about your disciples every day, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like I don't know whether or not they think about me every day. That just reminded me of like what we were talking about a week ago with mm-hmm. um baby Jesus thinking of us in the manger. Uh-huh. And like on the cross, like that's how he was able to do it was because he was evangelizing mm-hmm. us and yeah. he he deeply invested in us as a person. Mm-hmm. And so he was able to think of us every day because that's how that's what that's how it works when you evangelize someone. Mm-hmm. um, And you're also setting yourself up to be rejected by that person. I mean, it's it's possible, but not likely that just one of your disciples would come up and just spit spit in your face. Be like, you know what? I hate this. I never want to talk to you again. Wouldn't um, be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised. They might be joking, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but like if if you, if one of your disciples actually like, like cursed you out and like walked away from you, mm-hmm. that would, that would suck. I would right? be
2: devastated. Oh, absolutely. I would be
3: absolutely wrecked. Yeah. And like it, but you're, 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 you're willing to put yourself in that position because mm-hmm. the, the risk, the likelihood is lower, but the risk is higher. Mm-hmm. right with with walking mm-hmm. up to a stranger mm-hmm. the risk is lower but the likelihood is higher
2: yes so right like i'm not as emotionally attached to this person to that person but but there's a much higher risk of them rejecting me
3: yeah exactly but it's mm-hmm. both people are are important like christ christ had disciples but he also had like the woman at the well where he just walked up to had a brief conversation with and like planted a seed that converted a whole town you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he made sure it was one-on-one too yeah you know? so yeah i don't know i'm i vote in the comments whether or not ethan should bake cookies tonight
2: <laughs> it's like those youtube videos that are like directed towards kids and they say comment now and it's like it's already been recorded and posted so what what are, do? <laughs> what are you gonna do tune in next week to find out oh um, man that's that's the juice
3: Do you remember the one time Daniel and Anna had like a choose what we do all day via Twitter poll? No. It was really funny. That's what you should do.
2: (laughs) Should I? One, bake cookies for the neighbors. Two, sit down and play Skyrim all day. Three, read Soul of the Apostolate. Four, none of the above. Take a nap.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I asked for Soul of the Apostle for Christmas. So, yeah. uh, Oh, dude, it's so good. Gotta get hyped on evangelization.
2: You need to, yeah, you need to read it and then we can do, we can do a podcast on it if you want. Cause it's, it is so, it will cut you to the heart. Cause it's, (laughs) there are like, those pages are sharp. You got to be careful. No, they really are. There are passages where it talks about like what someone who is in ministry looks like if they don't have an interior life and it describes like this, this person's descent into self-reliance and, um, passivity. And you're just like, Holy crap. Like I can see all of those traits in myself. Oh no. (laughs) I, I don't rely on Jesus. And you're just, it, it literally speaks right to you. Yeah. Especially like for you and I, people who have done, you know, ministry and apostolate work. It's, it's, Oh gosh, you have to read it. It's so good.
3: I like I I going into youth ministry. I like partially realize I'm I'm in I'm in kind of two places at once. I'm locating. I'm thinking like, man, I really need spiritual direction. Like, I need to make sure that I have someone who I go to for spiritual help and for like spiritual counsel. And then I was mm-hmm. like, on the, on the other hand, that's not the most important thing I need right now. I really just need a consistent prayer life (laughs) yeah it's just like a a spiritual director can't magically fix your prayer life you know so it's yeah it's like it's like a physical thing it's like a physical therapist you know if you don't do the exercises at home he can't do anything for you
2: Mm -hmm. there's a they're called spiritual directors for a reason and not spiritual actors like you're the only person that can do yeah it was like a i'm the spiritual producer um the the only person that can do your spiritual life is you like you're the only person who can fulfill that action you know yeah and so we try to we so often we try to like fill that void of prayer with other things of like and this is kind of what i touched on in that twitter thread today too of like doing holy things to cover up the fact that i don't have a prayer life (laughs) Um, which is i mean it's very possible to like go to mass and not pray or pray a rosary without like say a rosary without praying it or um, yeah read a read a spiritual book without like praying right. with it or read scripture without praying it like it's very possible to do quote unquote holy things without a prayer life and that's where you get into trouble because you seem to think that like oh i'm doing all these things so obviously holy god's chosen hello <laughs> universe <laughs> ethan universe ethan um i did like kind of a you know a circle around me
3: yeah um, yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah and it's <laughs> It's it's not that, uh, at all, you know. And so I don't know. That's yeah, there's. That's the <clears throat> thing. It's, sorry, go ahead. You go.
3: Yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> Father <laughs> Anthony said, "I I just I don't know how to connect it, but it's connected." And I just okay, want to say, it. Father nice. Anthony said to us after we talked about um, the Fulton Gene quote about everyone should have a holy hour. Uh-huh. he was like he was like first off i think that every single person can have a holy hour like every single person who's like you know like us just i mean i have a free hour today i had a free hour every, yesterday. every you know? single
2: person is in every not married person not every single person
3: oh oh yeah, yeah. every the single person fine. yeah <laughs> um and but he's like he's like the only the only universal to prayer is do it mm-hmm. like there's no there is no universal rule to prayer except you just have to do it but like, there's no yeah and like I've heard priests give just a basic like. There's 96 15 minute periods in a day. Pick one, just mm-hmm. do it. And and it's so funny because every time he says it, it's like he's just desperately trying to get the congregation to pray. Just like literally, just pick 15 minutes. Just any like the really? length of literally not even a half half of a half hour episode of a television show. Just do it. And it just shows like the lack of spiritual. Um, I just I'm just like spiritually Anything? so spiritually impotent that I can't even pick up for myself for 15 minutes to pray in silence right.
2: you know well,
3: i hate, I hate when i'm like that
2: yeah because uh, we have all of these things like why would i stop and turn to silence when i've got noise and bubbles and uh things to look at and shiny Ooh, you yeah. know like why would i turn all of that off when i when I can just keep it going and like be entertained and be sedated because when you turn everything off, it's like, Oh, well, there's nothing here now.
3: <laughs> there's nothing. Oh wait, what
2: am I going to do? You know, it's like me coming home and being alone. It's like, Oh no. Oh no. That's why noise exists to
3: convince us in the silence that God does not. There's a, Oh, who said that? Me just now.
2: Really? Yep. There's a, um, a great reflection that I heard on, uh, the transfiguration actually is, um, like Jesus reveals himself to Peter, James, and John, and then comes down the mountain. And when they get to the bottom of the mountain, like the Pharisees and Sadducees are arguing and yelling at each other because this, this guy came and he had a, had a son who was possessed by a demon um, and is asking Jesus to like heal him. And you kind of like, if you imagine that scene of the, this transfiguration and, and Elijah and Moses being there in this amazing uh, sight, right. It's this amazing time of like witnessing God in all his glory and then coming down. And what is like the first thing they encounter is just noise, right. It's shouting Oof. and yelling and arguing. Um, and Jesus walks into that and kind of through that. Um, I mean, Satan's actually tempting Jesus in a way because he's showing him this father who does not have the capability to like heal his son, right. Or to fix his son. And so he's saying like your father, Um, will not be able to like protect you, will not be able to to save you, right? So Satan is attacking Jesus through this and he's attacking like the the disciples, right? The apostles through the noise, right? So it's all immediately after this amazing experience of like Jesus being in the fullness, the, the apostles witnessing it, it's just attack after attack after attack after attack. And that's why we have to be so diligent and so careful because even like the apostles and Jesus were tempted with noise and with um, like not trusting the father um, amidst that noise, you know? So
3: I think it's I interesting know. that every time we talk about evangelization, our conversation eventually just trails
2: into prayer. It's always, I feel like a broken record, but I've never, ever, ever going to stop talking about prayer <laughs> ever in my life ever, because that's all we're going to do for eternity. <laughs> so we better so get used to it, right? We better get used to it, folks. <laughs> Oh man. I'm just I it's so You better you better bake some freaking cookies today. I know. I gotta I've been thinking about the logistics of it. Like do we have enough flour? Do I have margarine? Margarine <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna use butter. I'm not trying to make my neighbors fat.
3: Yeah, um, geez.
2: <laughs> do I have low fat, chocolate chips, uh all that stuff. You we'll can see. literally we'll just see. make sugar I'll,
3: cookies. Homemade I'll sugar keep cookies you, are delicious.
2: I'll keep you updated. Um on on the status of the situation
3: all right yeah this is good
2: dang i do you have do you have much more to add i don't really have a lot more on this i mean i could i could continue to talk about prayer for another three hours but i figured that the people yeah we're at the end of the episode so have places to go people to see um pat tell tell what's what's going on
3: (laughs) What's going? On? So
2: the Catholic card game exists. Oh, Again. we played it the other day with our expansions. Our you cards did? Are you best. played it?
3: Okay. Don't tell me anything because yeah. I'm playing it. I'm playing it okay. tomorrow after a Christmas party with my with my uh, Res Life boys. We're just gonna. Our,
2: our cards are the funniest ones. And in the, in are the they? Back. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> they're pretty good.
3: Um, I can't wait to use the Father Mike one. That's hi. I'm blank, and this is blank. I I think that one's gonna be really fun, especially if you think yeah. of it in Father Mike's voice. Like
2: uh, hi.
3: <laughs> and uh yeah so the the Catholic card gave me this, please tweet pictures and tag us of your you using our crunch expansion pack cards in funny ways because you all are probably we we gave you we gave you the matter now you give us the form you know what I'm saying, <laughs> just like hit us back with those pictures um Oh dear! Make sure make sure that you send us a little a little message if you're going to seek. We want to meet up with you. Uh, like
2: mm-hmm. Ethan said, we uh, might do. Do you think we have enough people going that we could do like an actual meetup? Oh yeah, definitely. Thing. Okay. Yeah. If you'd be interested in a meetup, let us know, and we'll decide on a place and a time and all that jazz. We, we might just find- do the. We should just do it when the catching foxes do there yeah and we'll just piggyback do it. i mean it's fun we'll just piggyback off them
3: we'll have we'll have the same logo they had last year with that catholic couple and catching foxes and we'll just throw our logo on
2: there you know it'll be a little <laughs> yeah
3: we'll just go around with crunch stickers and put it on their posters
2: <laughs> that's so funny we have to do that oh man i'm 100 crashing the catching foxes recording
3: oh absolutely i mean we we,
2: they're just hearing so loud
3: they get off track so easily we could easily derail the we could derail whole
2: episode they could
3: just spend the entire episode just trashing us and they'd completely forget and we'd be like haha jokes on you jokes on you we won <laughs> oh man
2: uh yep i don't really care about social media you can support us on patreon if you want to help me get a car um That's all that I have. Patrick, do you got anything else? Bake a cookie. Save a soul. Amen. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we will see you next week.